You're listening to Reimagined Radio. Real talk, real life, real magic. Welcome to Love, Life, and Law of Attraction, the show that is all about helping you find the love you want in your life and loving the life you have right now. World-class experts, thought-provoking topics, and conversations and tools that are going to help you live the life you really want starting today. So pour yourself a cup of tea, have a seat, and get ready to join Love, Life, and Law of Attraction. Hello, everybody. This is Lisa with Love, Life, and Law of Attraction and all of my snoring dogs. I swear if I waited until it was quiet in here, I would never broadcast. So if you hear it in the background, just ignore it. Because we are going to talk about a really important subject today, which is critical comparison. We live in a society that is largely driven by commercial media meaning advertising. And advertising is bad, bad stuff because it has one goal, which is to make you feel like something is wrong with you. So you will buy a product to fix yourself. I mean, almost all advertising is based on that premise that something is wrong with you or you could be better or your life could be better if you will pay money to purchase. That advertising is Everywhere. I mean, there are varying numbers on this, but some studies show that there, most people see 30,000 advertising impressions a day. Now, a lot of people will say that's not true because they're somewhat unhooked. But even if you are unhooked intentionally, you are still seeing those advertising impressions in your environment somewhere. Maybe not 30,000 of them a day, but a lot. And a lot of that, most of it is telling you that you need to be different so you can be happy that something's wrong with you and you need to be fixed. Now, this is complicated by the fact that we are hardwired as human creatures to compare ourselves to other human creatures. It's in our reptilian programming. It is in sort of our survival-based programming. I mean, when we were back in the day, right, like cavemen, when we were humans living more or less as animals and we were in survival mode all the time, we had to be able to to assess the competition, to assess who around us was strong enough to partner with or who around us should be an ally, who was going to get left behind. Like all of that was about survival of the species. And it is wired into us to do that compare thing. I mean, I think the reptilian brain doesn't necessarily create compare and despair. It just creates compare. But the combination of the reptilian brain with all of the media advertising and all of the stuff that we are bombarded with every day that tells us that something is wrong with us become compare and despair pretty quickly. And it is incredibly unuseful. So on one hand, you can't beat yourself up for doing it because it's an instinct. We all do it. We all compare ourselves to other people. 
that critical comparison specifically, it's really easy to get into that loop. But even though it's instinct, I would say it's an impulse, right? Impulse, but not behavior. We don't have to indulge that impulse and make it a behavior. Just because we are wired for it or even triggered to do it doesn't mean we should. So I am going to give you four um, tools or tricks for kind of opting out of that mindfuck loop of critical comparison. The first one is every time you notice something about someone that you think is better, force yourself to bring to your conscious awareness something that you love about yourself. It really is kind of a point system in that reptilian brain. So what you're doing is making sure that the points on the board are even intentionally. This sort of diffuses the heat or the intensity of that hardwired critical comparison. So, I mean, if I'm walking down the street and I see a woman and I'm like, God, she looks so amazing. She's gorgeous. And I am feeling like a schlep today. I would automatically catch myself and wrap back around and say, you know what? But my hair's looking really good, actually. Or I really do love my eyes. I really, I get a lot of compliments about them. Whatever it is, force yourself to even the score. And sometimes it is going to feel like forcing. It's not going to come necessarily naturally. When you're looking at a magazine and you see an incredibly gorgeous model, it might, it might not feel natural to put points on the board for yourself. But every time you do it, you're diffusing the intensity of that impulse, and it's less likely to become a behavior that drives you or a thought that makes you feel bad about yourself. You're sort of dewiring the system. Number two is, usually, critical comparison creeps up on us. We don't invite it in. It's not something that we choose to do. It just kind of happens because, again, it's sort of an instinctual impulse. So one way to diffuse that impulse is by actually inviting it in and doing it on purpose, like doing the comparison intentionally. Look for things you love about other women and compliment them regularly. Like make it a mission to uplift and support and inspire other women appreciating how fabulous they are and by telling them how fabulous they are. Your impulse or drive to critically compare yourself to others when you are actively and intentionally uplifting them almost disappears without any effort. Like that instinct is intended to sort of create a feeling of being rivals. But when you diffuse that rival kind of energy by uplifting another woman intentionally, it just goes away and it feels good for everyone who's involved. It's a really great way to override that impulse of instinct. Number three, generally, like not just in terms of critical comparison, but just overall, really watch your self-talk. Watch what you're saying to yourself and how you're saying it to yourself all the time. And the really tricky part about that is most people are absolutely not aware of their self-talk because there are looping thoughts sort of a looping program of thoughts that are going on in their heads 
so often that they have become unaware of what they're saying to themselves. But what you say to yourself really counts. So make a commitment to be really aware of your self-talk. First of all, really notice what it is that you say to yourself frequently. I had a moment, I don't even know why, but I said to myself, I am really disappointed in myself. Forget what I was disappointed about. That goes to show how important it wasn't. But I found myself repeating that thought. I am really disappointed in myself over and over and over again, that looping negative thought pattern. That kind of thought pattern is going to make me much more susceptible to critical comparison with other people or other women specifically. Be aware of your self-talk. Make a commitment to pay attention to what you're saying to yourself. And make a very dedicated commitment to say to yourself the kinds of things that you want to hear other people saying to you. Give yourself what you need in terms of self-talk, and it will defuse that critical comparison. It will make you less susceptible to feeling bad about yourself when you're comparing yourself to others. The last one here, I mean, this might sound shallow or trite, but it's a thing. Like, do what you need to do to take care of yourself. Being and looking your best is a very powerful antidote comparison. I mean, I know for sure that if I am taking care of my body the way I am supposed to be taking care of her, eating well, moving her regularly, I am much less susceptible to body shaming thoughts with critical comparison than I am when I'm not taking care of myself the way I should. I'm much less susceptible to critical comparison if I have my hair and makeup done right for the day and I'm dressed like somebody who's actually going someplace. I mean, that doesn't mean that I am elevating myself to supermodel level. It means I am elevating myself to the best version of myself that I can be. I'm giving myself that attention. I'm investing in myself. And when I do that, I am way less susceptible to critical comparison. It's not petty. I mean, it's not shallow. It's biology. I mean, part of that reptilian instinct is motivate you to be the best you can be, and that motivation is not a bad thing. So you can actually leverage sort of the, the subtle backdoor power of critical comparison to help you be inspired to up-level your game so that you are more consistently doing the things you need to do for yourself and taking care of yourself the way you should going to pause for a super quick commercial break come back for a closing everyone talks about self-care no one ever really teaches you how to do it love is a verb if you want to love yourself more you have to treat yourself like someone who's worthy of love behavior first feelings will follow the self-care clinic is a free digital course that will teach you to behave your way to self-care and self-love You will learn a practical, measurable approach to self-care that will save your sanity and might just save your life. Go to www.theselfcareclinic.online. That's www.theselfcareclinic.online. Register for free today. That cracks me up. That was kind of random that it was about self-care. And what we're going to talk about is self-care. I mean, at the end of the day, all of this.
ourselves buffer this from everything that life has to throw at us, including some of those things that are really instinctual. If you are not rocking your self-care, you're going to be more susceptible to critical comparison and everything else, other people's opinions, critical comparison, heartbreak, overwhelm, illness, exhaustion. I mean, the list goes on. So if you can really dedicate yourself to self-care, you are going to be a thousand miles ahead of the game in terms of not just combating critical self-care, but actually turning it to something that really is a positive instead of a negative force in your life. So that's it for today. If you want to get in touch with me, it is lisamhayes.com, as in Lisa Marie Hayes, lisamhayes.com, and I would love to chat with you. Have a great day and have a great week, and we will talk to you again soon. There is no choice in life that will have more impact on your happiness than who you choose to share it with. Everyone wants to find that one big love. However, most people are looking for that love kind of like they would play the lottery. Finding great love is not a game of chance. For Your Soulmate by Lisa M. Hayes is a by-the-numbers guide to finding the love of your life and creating a life you love. Score Your Soulmate is a step-by-step soulmate finding formula that anyone can follow. What you will get along the way is a swoon-worthy life you'll want to share with that perfect someone. You can find Score Your Soulmate on Amazon or your local bookstore. Get your copy and start your journey to happily ever after today. attraction we hope you enjoyed the show and we'll see you back here next week for more information you can find me at lisamhage.com